Hi, welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we talk about faith and lifestyle for young Christian women. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor. Here, you'll find conversations around the Bible, stories and testimonies from guests, and encouragement for your walk with the Lord. Before we get started, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. All right, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Strength and Dignity podcast. Today we have my dear friend, Alyssa Bethke. Thank you for joining us, Alyssa. Yeah, thanks so much for having having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Alyssa is our last one in the series of all of the strength and dignity authors. I've been going through and interviewing each of the six women that helped me um, write the strength and dignity Bible study. So if you're unfamiliar with that, make sure that you check the links below to find that. But Alyssa wrote the respected and noble chapter. So we're going to be talking about that today. Super excited. Um, So first we know I usually start off with how we met. So Alyssa and I met because um, Jeff and my dad became friends. So her husband and my dad became friends. And it was kind of just between them and then a little bit between Alyssa and my mom. Um, we actually met when they visited us in Israel. So that was fun. <laughs> that was the first time. Yeah, I think that was the first time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember because I was a little starstruck because I had seen, I watched Jeff's videos over and over and over again, or the. Jesus, you know, the religion one over and over and over again. And I, he walked in and I was like, he's real. <laughs> I was probably like 14. <laughs> yeah, so, so cute. Yeah. So that was fun. But then since then, um, they visited us a couple times and then I got to stay with them for a couple months for um, just helping out around the house and um, after Lucy was born. So that was super fun. And it's been a while. It's been like a year since then. I can't believe it. I know. And every day I miss you. Oh, I know. I, I think about it all the time. There's so many things that make me think. The other day, I remembered how I scraped your guys's car. And oh, yeah, I almost like passed out again just from remembering it. I was like, I can't believe I did that. Oh, my gosh. I just told Jeff and I were just talking about that. I'm like, I feel so every time I see that car, I feel so bad for how bad Kelsey felt and how hard they worked the last day they were here to try to get it all fixed. I'm like, bless their hearts. I know. Well, there was like a big yellow scrape across the side and we got that off. And then as soon as Jeff saw it, he was like, did you scrape the car? And I was like, how could you tell? I got all of it off. And he was like, what are you talking about? There's a big black line across the bottom. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't even see it. Oh well, he now he has his Jeep to play with. So, I I well, and the and I know people relate. The terrible thing is that you drove it all month and it was totally fine. And then it was like the last week you were here, you were pulling out of the gas station. Yes, and you like really get those yellow bumps. Can you believe it? I drove the entire road to Hana and didn't nick it up at yeah. all, not a single mark. And I was pulling out of a gas station and I scraped the, the entire side. Couldn't believe it. Oh, well. Anyways, um, I want to dive into your story and your testimony. So before we talk about your chapter, just um, I'm sure some people listening have heard it before. But for anyone who hasn't, um, give us a little bit of your backstory as well as like how you got saved. Sure. So um, let's see. So I grew up in Washington and I'm an only child and I grew up in a Christian home. So I heard all about the gospel and Jesus and um, gave my life to Jesus when I was seven with the flannel board, which probably most of your your listeners don't even know what that's about. So that's, you know, like it was like flannel and have little characters. Yes. Um, 
anyway, okay, so you know, but it wasn't until I was 15 that I really understood what being a Christian was, what um, Jesus was all about. And it was actually through Robin Jones Gunn's um, Christian fiction book. Oh, the that's Christy awesome. Christy Miller. I love that. And so um, just through reading those, it was just like something went off and I was like, oh, Jesus doesn't like it's not just about checking off list or doing all the right things, but Jesus actually loves me and wants to have a relationship with me. And, um, and so, yeah, so I just started to really pursue him and fall in love with him. And it was interesting because that was the summer before I went into high school and I used to like love, like I just had so many friends and I love school and, um, cared a lot in middle school about being popular and just kind of going down that lane. And then when the Lord grabbed hold of my heart and I went into high school, all of a sudden it was like the most lonely year of my life. I had no friends. I felt like, um, I just wasn't interested in doing the things that my friends were starting to do. And, um, anyway, and so that year the Lord just really became, as simple as it may sound, my best friend, like I would, I was the girl sitting alone at lunch, eating my sandwich and like reading my Bible, or, um, I just was alone a lot. I was so lonely, but Lord really ministered to my heart in that and really became, so I really learned to trust him and to confide in him. And, um, and so that was really, um, I don't know, like a grace of the Lord, even through something really difficult. And so fast forward, and then I went to um, college in California and totally, this is just a side note, totally thought I was going to get my Mrs. degree and <laughs> it was a dry and barren land. There was like nobody. I'm like, I'm at a Christian college. Where are all the men? But anyway, um, that's really near the here or there. But um, I was the girl who like loved Jesus and led Bible studies and was on the leadership team and was an RA in college and all these things. But I also always constantly lived with this fear of needing to please, um, please people and please the Lord. And I feared that if I messed up or if I didn't do it right, that he would love me less. And I didn't really feel the freedom to be totally vulnerable about my struggles or, um, what was really going on. You know, like when you go to bed at night and your head fits the pillow and the thoughts you think and who you really are, I just felt like I couldn't really let people into that, Alyssa, because I was a leader and I did know the Lord and people looked up to me. And so I struggled a lot with, um, an eating disorder and perfectionism, um, and a lot of fear. And so it wasn't until I moved to Maui, I got an internship here after, um, after college, working with high school students at the church, that the Lord just really healed me. And he brought me a lot of freedom. He brought people into my life, mentors, to really um, just have hard conversations, to be really vulnerable, to teach me what that is. And that when I'm really vulnerable, people aren't surprised or run away or think less of me, but they stepped in closer and Mm. um, really walked the journey with me to find healing and freedom and um, a lot of grace, like have learned so much about grace. And so, um, and then at that time when I, when I had moved here the week before I moved here, Jeff and I, um, this is a really long story, but real quick, we had met and then we, he like totally liked me and I was like, yeah, he's real cute. But we, he went to Oregon, I went to Maui and we just started talking long distance. We dated long distance, which I don't recommend doing Mm -hmm. before you know, like, 
like we never hung out in person together. We just dated long distance. And then we um, broke up for a year. And then when I moved back to Washington, we got back together and things just kind of fell into place and we got married. And um, anyway, this is a really long story, but just to fast forward, but then we <laughs> had um, our oldest Kinsley. And at the time when we were living in Washington, we didn't really have that many friends that were in our life season. Um, and really, I knew that there was a lot of young families in Maui, so we decided to move here. And so now we live here, and we have three kids that I adore, and a crazy yellow lab. And we are authors and just do anything creative that we can online to um, encourage people and build healthy families and, um, yeah, mentor people. So that's kind of my life story. Love it. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I love your story and your yours and Jeff's story. It's always so fun to hear about. And I just can't believe like before you went into high school, you feel like you had that intimacy with the Lord or at least had like begun that journey. I feel like for a lot of people, even people who grew up in Christian homes like me, like I do not think that that started that early at all. Maybe my senior year of high school, it started to really get like I, I feel like for me, the intimacy, like relationship part of um, like following Jesus was a lot harder than like, well, you just give up everything. It's like, cool, I can do that. Like I've been watching people do that. That looks easy. Like, I, I mean, not easy, but like the return on that investment will be like, th that'll be good. Yeah. And I feel like the like being okay with like sitting alone and just being like the girl who's like completely content to just be there and like read her Bible. And like that, that came so much later. So that's awesome. I didn't know that it started so early for you. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. Cause I always thought, I guess it was early. I was always like, Oh man, I wish I'd been even earlier, you know, yeah. it's just like, I feel like it's, but it's in seasons and steps and it's like the Lord grabs our hearts in different ways and different seasons. And it's cool. I'm just so thankful that he always pursues us and knows how to get to our hearts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, um, one of the things, this is a little bit of rabbit trail, but it feels, um, connected. I, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is, um, the ways that like God kind of grabs your heart is like different for each person. But I feel like that kind of indicates what his specific either call on your life or assignment in that season could be is like when you feel like that tug, um, mm -hmm. like it could be different for any person. Like one person could hear about this, is just an example, like orphans in Africa and like, be like, Oh, that's sad. And the other person could be like, what? Oh my gosh, I can't stand it. And like, you know, you're supposed to do something about yeah. that. So yeah, I think that's super, that's super important to like hone, but also like that it can also happen. Like, I don't, I'd love for you to talk about your specific, like a little bit more detailed experience with that. Cause I feel like sometimes it takes time to like hone that relationship and like constant prayer with the Lord. And sometimes it just like happens. So I don't know what your experience was like with that. Yeah, well, I think um, I've been thinking about this a lot, but I haven't processed it all the way out. So hopefully this is, well, just do your own research because this may not be totally <laughs> on board. But, you know, when we come to know the Lord, when we are saved, we are given the Holy Spirit and the Lord promises like Jesus ascended. He's like, I'm sending someone, I'm sending a helper for you, the Holy Spirit. And so we always have him. But I think as we grow in our walks with the Lord, we learn 
to recognize his voice yeah. more. Yeah. And learn to realize like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. That's not just some, that's just not me or, you know, and I feel like it works in different ways. I think totally what you're saying, like our, often our passions um, lead us to our callings, like what we're passionate about. And that's just like how the Lord wires us and how he speaks to us in that way. But just in like everyday general, him speaking to us, it, um, yeah, it's a relationship. So it's like the more you get to know somebody, the more you know their heart and you like understand what they're saying. And so the more that you walk with the Lord and um, pursue the Holy Spirit, you recognize his voice mm-hmm. more. Yeah. I don't know if that's totally what you're um, no, talking totally. about. Yeah. And, I, and I think when I look back in my life and I think of moments or I see things and I would have said that that was just like, oh yeah, I just felt led to do that. Or I yeah, that was just something like an idea that popped in my head. But now, especially the last couple of years, I've learned so much about the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Now I would say like, oh, that was the Spirit speaking hmm. to me. And instead of quenching him, I obeyed and I went or I did that. And that was, and um, so I think that's just so cool when we, you know, whether you recognize it or not, like knowing that that is the Spirit working and the more you walk with him, the more you're like, oh, that's the Spirit telling me to do that. And so that you're quicker to, not second guess or to put off, but like, okay, then that's it. I'm going to go for that one. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. It's like you always have the spirit inside of you, but you might not always recognize that that's him. And so like either spending just longer, like the years and years and years that you put your trust and faith in him, you'll be recognizing that more and more throughout the years, but also just time in scripture too. Um, I feel like I just read this. I don't know if you know off the top of your head where it is, maybe like in first John or something like that. Um, when it's like the way that you know what, if there, if it's God's spirit or like a bad spirit that's talking to you is like, if it lines up with scripture, isn't that, I'm not like making that up. Am I? No, yeah, that's in the word. Okay. I don't know where, but yes. Okay. I, okay. Again, do your own research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about your chapter. So your topic was respected and noble from Proverbs 31, of course. Um, and I wanted to read the verse that um, this chapter comes from. It's actually a couple verses. So it's in Proverbs 31 verses 23, 28, 29 and 31 um, there her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her many women do noble things but you surpass them all honor for honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate so that's where the name of this chapter came in. We tried to pick um, various characteristics from this from the Proverbs 31. Um, so talk a little bit about, first of all, just your experience with the topic of Respected and Noble, and then a little bit about just writing the actual chapter. Sure. Well, it was so funny when you asked me to write this because part of me was like, I have no idea, Kelsey. Like, I don't know what it's like to be noble and respected. And um, so I really had to dig deep. And it's interesting. It was funny that you asked me to write about this because I remember, and I wrote in the book, when I was growing up, like my parents and I, we all had these name plaques Mm -hmm. and it just had our name and then like the meaning of it. And mine said, and I remember this brown plaque and it said Alyssa and it said noble. Mm. And I always was like, that's really cool don't really know what that means, but I know that I'm noble. And so, and like, I really do think that you live 
dive into what your name is. Like that's part of your identity. And so, um, when you asked me to write this, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to really like seek in and like, what does it mean to be noble and what does it mean to be respected? And I think this is a really great topic because a lot of us, um, in this current era, like long to be respected. I think even, especially women, like Mm -hmm. coming out of, you know, past where women have been treated as second best or whatever it may be. It's just even more important. Like I want to be respected. And in for personally, for me, um, I realized I really, when I really dug deep, it was like, I want to be respected in that people look to me for advice or for wisdom that they like, um, honor what I have to say and care about it. And it's, um, good. And so, and part of that is good. Like we, as God's children, um, should have wisdom on our mouth and like have sweet things to say that people are encouraged by and built up by. And like, we should store wisdom in our hearts. But a lot of the times I think that respect is, um, the motive behind it isn't pure. Like I want to be noticed, um, or I want to be respected because of my own pride or, um, like it's not because I want to glorify the Lord. It's because I want to be great and I want to, you know, um, be noticed and well-liked and well-accepted and sought after. And so um, I think there's two things going on here with these two words and that noble, um, that's just part of our identity in Christ. Like as um, followers of Jesus, when we start walking with him, we are his, we are set apart, we are spoken for. And it's very clear in scripture that God is king, that he is on his throne, that he reigns and rules and is in control. And so as king, then we are his daughters and we are daughters of the king. So we are part of the noble family. And so it's like a high calling, you know, when you're part of the royal family, there's certain things that you do and you don't do. And there's things that are expected. And, um, And I think in the same way, like we are to live holy lives and our whole life is like constantly learning how to do that, how to Mm -hmm. put off things that aren't of him, to put on things that are, to, um, to not look like this world, but to be in this world. And so learning to put that on as our identity, like to, to rejoice that we are his, that he, um, you know, that we are are noble. We don't have to earn that. We don't have to try to strive for that. We just are. And then respected, um, to really check our motives. Like, why do we long to be respected? What is it for God's glory and God's kingdom? Or is it because we want it for our own selves and we want to be seen and noticed for us? And, um, why do we pursue knowledge? Why do we pursue wisdom? Um, is it to be more like Christ, which is, the goal, like we are made more and more in his image and become our true best selves, or is it just because we want the fame and glory for ourselves? And so when I was writing that, I feel like the Lord really uncovered that, like, Lisa, why, what's your motive of wanting to be respected? Do you realize that, um, you can like sit, like you are respected because you're my child and you are given all things and you already are righteous. You already have all that I have. And, um, and you can live that out and, um, you don't have to earn it from other people. Like I see you, I love you. Um, and my attention is so much more important than anyone else's. Yeah. I love that. When he, when he says you already have all that I have, that's awesome. 
But I hope you also know that so many people do love what you have to say, hang on your every word, and just like, anytime you're ever brought up in a conversation, the reaction is, oh, I just love Alyssa. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, you have such good things to say. Everyone wants to to hear what you have to say. It's awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know I remember asking you to write the chapter because I think the topics had kind of dwindled down. And mm -hmm. I remember there being um, diligent and enterprising because my mom basically said she'd take whatever was left over. And so you two were the last ones and it was diligent and enterprising and respected and noble. And I knew my mom well enough to think, I think she needs the diligent and enterprising one, but I'm not sure which one Alyssa would want. And as soon as I told you the options, you were like, oh no, <laughs> I know I'm supposed to write the respected and noble one. And then you told me that thing about your name and I was like, all right, you got it. <laughs> so that was perfect. I know, I remember that. <laughs> I think we were like running errands or something. It was, we, yeah, I remember, we were in the we car. In the car. I yeah. I just got my lip waxed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we were. <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, that's funny. Cool. Well, I always like to ask, um, what are some things that God has been teaching you right now in this season? Yeah. Okay. I didn't really think about that one. Um, well, you know, it's such an interesting season with quarantine. Yeah. I'm sure you've, talked about that with the other ladies on the podcast. Um, and I think it's looking different for everyone. For us, not much changed really, which I feel silly saying that, but we work from home. We do homeschool. We are homebodies. We mm -hmm. don't leave our house that much. Um, but I feel like it's been a really cool opportunity to just really like tighten up and figure out our rhythms and what we need in a week. And, um, how to yeah just like run the ship which I know that sounds so unidealistic what at all but just like how do we take care of our kids and homeschool and do all the things that God is calling us to and um so anyway I feel like on one hand the Lord is really teaching me about what's the right word um just like how to be faithful in the task that he's given me, how to, um, yeah, how to be faithful in the mundane and the ordinary and not to run from it or wish it away, but to be thankful for, um, <clears throat> the everyday life things that, so, you know, cause I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel. Cause I know that you're younger than us, but it just kind of feels like groundhog's day a little bit. Uh -huh. And I feel like in general, my life has felt like that the last couple of years, but um, especially with quarantine. And so I think the Lord is calling all of us, but us, our family, especially just like, how do we be faithful mm -hmm. when it's like the same thing and the ordinary and yeah. like, that's where the Lord matures us. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's where the Lord does the good work and the high moments and the things to look forward to are so sweet and gifts from the Lord, but the everyday things, that's where the Lord really transforms us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think on the other hand, the thing that he's teaching me is, um, I'm in the middle of writing my book. So this yes. is like vulnerable. I'll show you. I'll show you just a little bit. Yeah. I finished my book <gasps> and I turned it into the publisher and they, it wasn't what they wanted. So oh, they, man. um, basically like asked me to rewrite it. And so I'm in the middle of rewriting it the whole thing? and, um, Pretty much. Oh. I mean, I'm using some of it, but basically I'm like 
restructuring a lot of it. Hmm. And so, which I guess goes along with the faithfulness. Yeah. Um, but, but I've just had to really, um, oh man, there's so much I could say, but I think in with that, I'm having to really do battle in my mind and fight lies hmm. and to face my fear of failure and to just be faithful to do the work God has called me to do. Mm. And I think I'm learning so much that the Lord, um, you know, it says so much in scripture, like the Lord has good works for us to do Mm. and that he ordains it. He already has it laid out for us, but I'm learning that it's not up to me to, um, be in charge of the fruit that comes from that work. Mm. I'm just in charge of being faithful to do the work that he's called me to do. And I can do it because he's already laid it out for me Mm. and he walks me through it. And it's in my weakness that God's power is made strong. And instead of running from my weakness, I can embrace it and give thanks because God's power is on display instead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I felt like that so much the last year, but especially through this, like, literally driving to the grocery store crying and being like, Lord, I can't do this. Like I feel so incapable mm. of, um, of doing what you have asked me to do. I'm excited. I think it's such a privilege. I love it. But man, like I am so dependent on you. Mm. Like spirit, just take over and type every word because I just feel like, um, I can't do it on my own strength. Wow. And so, um, so yeah, I feel like the Lord's just teaching me a lot about faithfulness, faithful in the ordinary and faithful when fear of failure just feels hmm. intense. Yeah. And um yeah, and the learning learning to really trust him in those moments and um so I'm thankful like it is getting done, but I'm thankful that I can trust um his I don't, what do you, that it's in his hands. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Thanks so much for sharing that. I, I will read any word that you write. So if you want someone to read it, you could send it to me. <laughs> I'm, excited, I'm excited to uh, see what you come up with the second time around. But that's such that's such good wording because I feel like we've been talking a lot about trusting God during this season. But I think knowing that he's faithful is a, a different side of that. Like there's there's a when you say you need to trust God, I feel like it's like it almost feels like trust him, like no matter what, like what if something were to happen? And then knowing that he's faithful is like the the flip side of that, where it's like that is in his hands and he is he's going to follow through on X, Y and Z, mm-hmm. whatever he's promised you, whatever he has, you know, he's taking care of you. So that's mm-hmm. such a good word. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so true. He is so faithful. And um, I think in times where we fear the what ifs, mm. being able to remember, like, how has he been faithful to me in the past? Yeah. Oh, I think those are like moments of faith builders. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Remember when we did this? Yeah, you're right. I, that will build my faith for what I'm facing now. Yes, absolutely. I just bought um, a prayer request journal, which I've never done before. I, I journal all my prayers just because it's easier for me. But like having an actual, it's almost laid out kind of like a journal of like recipe cards or something. And there's like file tabs to write like the month on and stuff. And I got it because of that. Like I want to be able to go back and say like, even for the tiniest prayers, like, 
like even just this morning, it was so cool because I was opening my Bible to read just, you know, the next thing on my list, which was Joel. And I've never read Joel before. And I usually just start reading. And I, for some reason, was like, I should pray before I read today. And what I prayed about was, um, I really want to get something out of this. So whatever you have for me, like I want, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to reap whatever you have for me out of this scripture I'm about to read. And I read it in my mind was blown on so many levels. And they're just like really little nerdy things that I like about like Israel and Abrahamic covenant and Hebrew and stuff like that. And it's not anything that like most people would find interesting, but I was just like, oh my gosh, the story that you're writing is so epic. And I just got to experience that teensy tiny like prayer fulfillment. And it was so cool because I was like, I just prayed. I wanted to get something out of it and I did. So that's like so cool I want to write that down somewhere so yeah anyways I need to keep track of that more often (laughs) yeah because my mom told me a little bit ago that she and her best friend in college started the having this prayer journal and they would pray together and then they would write them all down and um she's like I remember being so cool to look back and be like wow look how God answered Mm. that or whatever and and it's really cool so fast forward 40 years, 45 years, and she still has the same best friend, and they're doing the same thing again with, like, you know, another journal. So I just think it's so cool um, that, yeah, to just, like, keep track of what the Lord does because it does build our faith so much. And I think sometimes it's easy to pray, and then you kind of forget about it. Yeah. Um, But to be able to be like, oh, yeah, Lord, look how you answered that, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just really cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's so sweet. She has the same best friend. Yes, I know. Isn't that so oh my sweet? Gosh, I hope that's me. Good gracious, Uh-oh. that's so sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alyssa. I love hearing what you're learning about right now, what you're thinking, what um, just little bits and pieces I get to hear about your story. And thanks so much for being vulnerable and also um, sharing some fun little new things with us today. Wow. Well, thanks so much for having me, Kels. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. So nice seeing you. Nice to see you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strength and Dignity. If you learned something or felt encouraged by this episode, take a quick second to share it with a friend who you think might enjoy it too. Hope you tune in next time.